everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. The pod. <laughs> um, lots to talk about today because there's Much been, to think about. yeah, there's been um, developments. Yeah, some news. I don't know if I'm going to be able to focus because to the left of me is my brand new stash of Frozen 2 merchandise. It ain't that kind of pod, man. Can't take ain't that my kind of eyes pod. off of it. A movie that I said earlier has some sort of cohesiveness in the merch and marketing, unlike another movie that is coming out from Disney this year, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Um, so I think the first thing we should talk about, people have probably forgotten about it by now, I have not, is the Kylo Ren comic coming out, which Ooh, is ah. the cover was released, and it is Padawan Ben Solo and Luke. Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Whatever, fighting the Knights of Ren. So it looks so badass. That picture is awesome. like I because obviously the assumption this entire time has been that Ben turned the Knights of Ren and that he killed everybody. But obviously if the Knights of Ren were attacking them before, then the Knights of Ren must have turned him mm. helped to turn him mm. and me and my friends were laughing because we were like literally for years we've all been like crazy how like kylo ren has done nothing wrong his whole life and like we were joking and now right. lucasfilm is like no 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 you, we're serious he's, <laughs> right. he's never done anything wrong don't worry <laughs> and we're like okay if you say so like um but yeah i think it's interesting and my idea was what if and I know that everybody's go-to for, like, their crack theories is the fact that Matt Smith is in The Rise of Skywalker, uh-huh. so you just insert him. But obviously in The Force Awakens, they're, like, one boy and apprentice turned against him. Right, da, right, da, da, right. Da, da. And, like, what if Matt Smith was who they were talking about? And we're led to believe they're talking about Ben Solo, but they're actually talking about Matt Smith's character who created the Knights of Ren, and then they're like, oh, we have to get Ben Solo because he's, like, the most powerful out of all of us. And, like... I don't know. It's that's possible. My, that's my I just think everybody theory. just wants to shoehorn Matt Smith yeah, into I do whatever. Too. You know, I, it's like... I don't care about him. I just want that to be true. And the fact that we don't know who he's playing right. makes it easier for me to just... You can just use him, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I don't really care. Well, because we haven't even seen pictures of Like, at least with Richard E. Grant, we've seen him in yeah, uniform no. with the Annie Lee But Bush that's why photos. I'm so, like... It's obviously... Like, obviously, his character is a huge... Like, even saying who he was playing is a huge plot point, which is why they can't Can't tell us. So, you know. And it's like with Enfys Nest, we didn't know who was... Right. What she looked like under the mask. And, like, if we had known, I feel like, obviously... That would have ruined the mystique of like in the well, beginning yeah, I mean, they set her up like she's the villain and then yeah. at the end it's like oh she's it's this young girl yeah. yeah so it's like I feel like it's that sort of a thing where like they can't show yeah and it sucks too because like now like we're so close yeah and like every like I literally googled just Star Wars the other day I can't remember why I was like just you know wanted to look for the latest news or something yeah but and like literally the first bubble on the news segment was. Uh, Rise of Skywalker leaks and I'm like no and I have to shut it and X and like yeah. whatever it's like you're so close now the closer we get it's like the more chance you take every time you go online yeah. like, and it, I should say this now um, I will repeat it 
later <laughs> but i will be leaving both my personal twitter and the podcast twitter on december 1st yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like we'll keep the podcast up yep. for and i will follow official news yeah. but i am terrified of leaks i don't want to see anything so december 1st twitter is gone we for out. me yeah i'm leaving twitter <laughs> yeah so, i just can't i just oh that was great. I mean, because I've didn't already know muted a bunch of people who were. I absolutely one hundred percent ruined Phantom Menace for myself because I learned everything beforehand. Because yeah. that was the first time the internet yeah. really existed for a Star Wars film, yeah. so it was like tempting. I was just I devoured it all, and then when I watched the film, I was like, oh, I really wish I hadn't known all that. Yeah. Um, so when I went into Force Awakens, I purposely didn't learn anything, yeah. and I loved it. Like the, I had a great time. The leaks that I've read have only been the ones that are so cracked out there's no way there's no true. way they're true yeah yeah well, like, they're, they're like the ones that were like so basically <laughs> um ray's gonna kill ben what like in front of palpatine and then force ghost luke and leia are gonna fight palpatine with i Rey. love that one force and ghost like, luke and leia my, fighting palpatine is amazing claudia sent me because she was like just the fact that anybody thinks Leia would walk into a room and see the body of her dead son and be like, y'all hear something? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the fact that they think that's a scene. Yep. Like, also, it's like, I love the idea that they think Carrie Fisher shot scenes a fight for scene, that in The right. Force well, Awakens. they wouldn't need to. I mean, literally, I mean, if <laughs> yeah, we, once they had, uh, what's his name, Christopher Lee as Count Dooku doing flips yeah. and all that stuff, that clearly wasn't him. Yeah. You know, and they just put his head on that hilarious. body. That's, you know, Lucasfilm could do that, but they won't. It's also... There's no way. Not, that's, that's, not that ain't happening, Chief. Also, the big meme on Twitter right now, Star Wars Twitter, is the leak that was like, Ben falls into a pit, dead, never oh to be my seen God. again. And so everybody's been making a huge pits. joke about that because there's no... like In a movie called The Rise of Skywalker, the last Skywalker would just fall into a pit, never to be seen again. Anyway. It'd be hilarious. So, No, he falls into a pit of molten lava, just like his grandfather. Yeah, well, they were saying it's supposed to mirror, like, Han's death Mm -hmm. or whatever, and I'm like, I... Like, the whole point of Han's death was to lend the emotional weight to be the catalyst towards Ben turning towards the light. Going on a journey towards... Like, are y'all on crack? Are y'all on crack? Anyway, I'll, I'll go off. So next thing is the Mandalorian trailer came Woo, out. Well, yeah, the second, did the second, the second final trailer. full trailer. We oh finally got gosh. to hear the Mandalorian speak two whole words. Yeah, good. I love it. I love it. Um, I have to say I've been warming up to it more. The more information we get, um. I'm kind of bummed because they have Pedro Pascal and I love him so much mm-hmm. and he has a mask on the whole time. So I'm like, eh, that's kind of like a bummer. Like I, well, he'll take what, it off eventually. I know he'll take it off, but for like, I think 90% of the show, he'll probably have it on. And like, I, don't think I wish true. he had it off a little bit. I think more. it'll be more closer to 50, 50. Yeah, I hope so. But they just sell on the show right now. They're selling yeah. the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian yeah. Mandalorians have wear that okay. armor. Well, you know? we'll see. I mean, for me, I did. I put this out on Twitter last week. I loved the fact that there's that shot of him up unloading, like basically a whole slew of carbon frozen bounties. What I assume yeah. are bounties, and how far we've come in the galaxy from in Empire on Bespin. You know, Vader tests carbon freezing on Han Solo, and clearly it worked so well that Boba Fett either told the Mandalorian personally or. 
he, the Mandalorian heard about it because now it's gone from, okay, we're going to test this. We don't know if it works to a couple years later after the, you know, the blowing up of the Death Star, the Empire has fallen. Oh yeah, well, carbon freezing your bounties, that's the way to go because here's yeah. a whole ship full that I'm going to take off my ship and deliver to wherever. Um, I love the feel of this show. It is yeah. everything that I've been waiting yeah. for when it comes but to Star that, Wars. That's the thing is, I it's it. 100% for people who like your... That grew up with the original trilogy. Your no Star question. Wars for sure. Um, I'll still watch it and I'll probably like it. How much I'll like it is what I'm curious about. Like, I don't know if I'll stand it. Well, I think so right now they're, they're really playing up the gunslinger yeah. outlaw in the West kind yeah. of vibe. But my hunch is I think they're going to like really get into these characters that they've kind of really only hinted at in the trailer. They've shown like, you know real snippets of each character but I think they're gonna explore I'm already the personalities a lot Cara Dune is 100% oh, I mean. a lesbian like there's just no no you will not hear otherwise I'm sorry but there's not be no heterosexual explanation for her outfit in that show there just isn't one um, oh my god I so just love I'm that Carl is in it come on I'm That's excited amazing. about another really cool female character well, I just love for the, the Star Wars universe too. what I love about the feel of the two trailers that we've got is when you were a kid growing up with the original trilogy 40 years ago, whatever, 30 years ago, this is when Lucas used to talk about, oh, I'm going to do nine films, and we're going to do a story after the mm -hmm. fall of the Empire, blah, blah, blah. This is what a lot of us thought about. This yeah. feel, this lawless fall of the Empire. Yes, the the, the rebellion is, is bringing back the, the, the order into the galaxy, but... You know in the fall of the Empire, there's going to be a bunch of lawlessness. You know there's going to be a transitional period. Yeah. And that's what this looks like it's going to capture. And I yeah. can't flip and wait. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll see. Um, I'm excited, but I'm also skeptical. Here's my question. So. Uh, here's, a, here's something. They, there's a one line in the, the new trailer that I thought was really funny where uh, he says, uh, they said you were the best in the parsec. Now, can we? Are we now expanding the meaning of the word parsec yet again? Like Lucas used, the, used it in the original I film incorrectly. I thought that parsec meant distance and yeah. time. So doesn't that make sense? What but they say in the best trailer? in the parsec makes it sound like he's like talking about an area, yes, a physical exactly. area. Like I think it would be like what it, it wouldn't be crazy if somebody was like, "Oh, you're the like, best in the like." Mile. If I said I I was the best bounty hunter in Brooklyn, like that's what it that's what it sounds like he's saying. Yeah. To me, anyway. Yeah, so like I don't get a I don't have a problem with that. Alright, Chief. Oh I don't think it makes here any we sense. Go. Here we go. I don't think it makes here any sense. Here we go. Let's anyway. just watch the show. Because like I know we will. Yeah. But like think about the solo. They, 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 what how many how long did you do it in? I I'm first make the castle run in twelve parsecs. That yeah. sounds like a It a sounds time. like time. But also, I'm like, I just can't be bothered. And Lucas even, I can't be even admitted that he used it wrong. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Third piece of news yeah. is obviously amazing. D&D &D have officially stepped away from Star Wars. Celebrate I know, literally. Come on. Do, I know. Do, 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 Best do, news do, I've gotten do, since do. the trailer. <laughs> um, I just love digging into this. I was reading the Hollywood Reporter stuff. Yeah. I was reading all the other rumors and what have you. Uh, my favorite tidbit is someone close to D&D &D said, well, they didn't really 
I don't know what, what exactly the phrase was, but they didn't appreciate or they didn't sign up for or they didn't expect such a toxic fan base. What I love is that, like, dudes, you created yeah. your own toxic fan base. Yeah, I know. Welcome to the Star Wars toxic fan base. Yeah. You were, like, the epicenter yeah. of toxic fan bases. So I'm glad you're gone. Yeah. I'm glad you, all your baggage is not going to be coming on board I know. with Star Wars. Um, For me, what sent me was just that they were like um, talking about the Netflix thing and how that was apparently right. the biggest problem. And that's kind of, I think, the... the well, Kathleen Kennedy sounds like want. she didn't want them focusing on two things at yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. Which I get. Which I get too. I get. But I'm also like, I think that they are presenting it like they left and, and it's very I much kathleen kennedy going nah chief. i think that yeah. kathy was like yep this ain't it totally agree. you're gone totally like, agree. i think that it's absolutely fucking absurd for anybody to be like i have a netflix show coming out let's say mm-hmm. 2026 2027 right, right. and i really need to work on that so i'm not gonna do star wars like any writer, filmmaker, well, and that's the thing, producer, whatever. For anybody to be like, I have this original thing that I'm working on mm-hmm. that's going to be out in like seven years. Right. So I can't do one of the biggest franchises, franchises in, the in history. Right. Like that to me is just not I, possible. I get it. I, like I, I, I just don't But here's the other thing. But that's the other thing. It wasn't just one show though. It's the Netflix deal is for multiple. Like it is yeah. for... A bunch of different stuff. Yeah. So I totally get where Kathleen Kennedy is like, uh, kids, no. You're doing Star Wars or you're... When you signed up, yeah. you were, this was your focus. Yeah. So, like, they can present it however they want. Yeah. And we all know Kathy Kennedy just kicked them to the curb. Yeah, I agree. Essentially, is, is what happened. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, nobody in their right minds would be like, I'm not going to do Star Wars. I'm <laughs> Out of all the things right. I have got on my plate right now, that's the one I'm going to give up. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that I just totally doesn't make you. any sense. Like... So, but this brings up a fight. We talked about this a little bit last night. I, I wanted to open it up now that we're oh, talking God. about Kathy Kennedy. <laughs> How do we feel about the job she's doing as the steward oh, yeah, we of did Star talk Wars? About this last night. I mean, this, as the and as the I person said, who's supposed to be shepherding the franchise, yeah. the brand, etc. How do we feel she's doing? And I said last night, first of all, that I love Kathy Kennedy. Um, I admire her very much. I think that. Her, I said it last night, but I was like, I don't envy her. I think she has one of oh, the most difficult all. jobs in Hollywood, period. Yeah. Like, I was re-watching the Force Awakens documentary, and there's that scene where she's, like, standing at a conference table, mm-hmm. and literally the, the entire rest of the table is just all men. And it's like, Star Wars is already very male-dominated for, so, for somebody to come in who's a woman who right. has the credentials and has the experience. I was going to say, she's whatever. been involved in so yeah. many humongous hits. It's but like, like, it's not overwhelming for her. Obviously, like, that's got to be like a little like, whoa. It's like just yeah. very well, sausage party at sausage Lucasfilm. Party, like it just is. And then and every single day, yeah. that's your existence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you talk about walking into a room full of guys. I'm sure that's what she does a lot yeah. of. You know? So that being said, I think... That she's done a great job. I mean, her Star Wars is the reason that I love Star Wars. If right. it weren't for her, yep. my Star Wars would not exist. Exactly. My connection to the the franchise would not exist without her. Yep. She was the one who chose JJ and Ryan mm-hmm. and right. you know the people that made the characters that I yep. 
love. Yep. So, you know, I'm indebted to her for that reason. Um, I mean, obviously there have been a couple snafus. Like, <laughs> I wish that she hadn't fired Lord and Miller from Solo. That, I to think me, that, that's always going to be the number one. Yeah. The number one thing I didn't agree with. I loved Solo, and I think... But to this day, I'll never not wonder what Lord and Miller wanted to well, here's do the with thing. it. I loved Solo, but... Lord Miller could have made a much better film. I do yeah. not doubt for a second that they were going to. Yeah. And if you just look at everything else yeah. they've touched, it has been outstanding. I agree. And it's like, I understand maybe they were hard to work with. Maybe they were unconventional. Maybe they were butting heads with Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Fine. I'm fine with all that. But, yo, the whole thing about these standalone films was like, we were going to, they were going to, that was how they sold it. We're going to let them experiment. They're going to let them do these kind of offshoots and be a little different and not kowtow to the formula. Yeah. And then that's what they ended up doing. Okay, they took away the opening crawl. Yeah. Wow. You know, that was yeah. the big change. But other than that, a lot of the stuff just got kind of watered down. And I, and I was really looking forward to, to something me, different. What sucks to me is like, uh, obviously, Spider-Verse is... Amazing. Best Pro- film of probably, 2018. Probably the best Marvel-related oh, movie ever. Like, in terms close. of, like, Not those superheroes. Like, definitely the best one. Best film and of 2018. Like, it was yeah. the best film of 2018. Yeah, it was just so good. That film was amazing. And, like, it just makes me kind of bummed out because that movie had equal amounts of humor and heart and creativity and just overall it's one of the most creative writing. things i've ever yeah, it's seen just like it was just so good and so i'm like i bet that they could have done something like that with star wars yes. and we all would have loved it we all it would just have gone been too wild for it yeah so but also that being said devil's advocate i do understand the fear maybe of after the last jedi which was right. let's be honest very experimental for star wars and it split yeah, the fandom it was very in half. different for star wars very true and it split the fandom in half and a lot of people in the fandom didn't like it so i do understand that um maybe urge to return to form with the right. next film right because you're like oh we've done something experimental here yeah and, it, and let's get and back it to was what very we do divisive, well so and then bob Iger is the one who really screwed solo because he insisted on a may release i think if they oh had, yeah if it if was a december it, release i think it i think gone it, over it, a lot better. it goes over a lot better a lot of people more people go to see it there was just there was two things a lot of people didn't like last jedi yeah a lot like you just mentioned and then it came so quickly after Infinity while there was still War. all this toxic stuff going on as far as Last Jedi yeah. splitting the fandom, blah blah blah. Star Wars just had a bad vibe around it. Yeah. So I I'm, I personally know this is anecdotal. It's you know the old uh, Pauline Kale. I don't know anyone who voted for Nixon, but I know, I know so many people just in my professional life who know I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and they were all all of them were all yeah. like, "Oh, I'm not going to go see Solo." I'm like, "Why not? It's so good." And they're like, "Oh man, I just..." I just, I just don't, I just, I'm not up for it. I just don't have any interest, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I'm like, it's such a good film. You need yeah. to see it. I literally had somebody who's a huge Star Wars fan who never saw it because his baby was born right at that same time. Just never made it out of the theater. Literally just watched it on Netflix last week and said, oh my God, this film is great. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like that was a huge Star Wars fan yeah. who didn't go to see it. But my thing is, I also think part of the problem is, um, Outside of the Star Wars fandom, a big chunk of the people who go and see these films are obviously just general public and families and whatever. And they released... And to this day, 
it boggles my fucking mind. <laughs> Why would you release Solo literally two weeks after Infinity, Infinity War, War came out? Yeah. It hasn't even left theaters yet. Yeah. That to me is so crazy. Yeah. It's like, first of all... You're you, fighting yourself and you're not giving exactly, yourself a chance. You've trained the yeah. general public for a December release, for, release Star for Star Wars. Wars That's yeah. what everybody's used to by now. Yeah. Two, it's too soon after The Last Jedi. Three, just... It's overlapping with one of the biggest cinematic events of all time. Yep. Solo yep. is not going to be able to compete. It doesn't have nope. anybody well known outside of Amelia Clark, really. Yep. Like I know Donald Glover is obviously. Oh, he's huge, ascending, but, but he's not that big. He's, he's not huge, a but he's not bringing people into the no, theater. Exactly. I think Amelia Clark fans would go see it for sure, right. and that's kind of it. And obviously, the lead is kind of a newbie. Yeah. And I'm so so like the thing that you have. To sell it on is that it's Star Wars and it's Han Solo and it's like why would you release it so close yeah. to the hey, and to, Avengers movie? To Iger's credit, he admitted it. That he yeah. screwed it up. He knows. Yeah. I mean, he owned that. So hey, kudos to that. Getting back to Kathy Kennedy though, the other thing that and we talked about this a little bit last night. The 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 other misstep I, to me, I love what she's done. I think she's an amazing steward of the brand. Mm -hmm. And I like you, I indebted to her because because she's made you such a monster yeah. fan right and i love that hell we do this podcast and we mm -hmm. talk about star wars pretty much every single time we see each other yeah i love it all so for that i'm eternally grateful but the other misstep i will always kind of look at is when she was initially hiring people she hired all not all these but two like whether it was uh you know when she was helming rogue one or helming episode nine two guys she ended up firing who you know, they really didn't have any bona fides. Yeah. Like, Gareth made Monsters, and that was it. And it was a good film, but, it, like, nobody saw it. Yeah, and it's And then not all of a sudden he was handed him. Rogue One, the, you know, the first yeah. standalone film in the Monster franchise, etc. And then, oh, yeah, he had to hire Tony Gilroy to come in and save it. Well, no kidding, because he gave it to some kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then Trevor got fired. Josh Trank got fired. Because he hired all these, like, young, sorry, white yeah. Kids that just didn't know anything about like basically making a movie in a studio system, or at least for Lucasfilm. Yeah. And it's like even now, okay, fine. Now and then you went and gotten D and D. Now you've had to fire D and D. Can we get? And I know that there's there that they're starting to crack the code a little bit here. Uh, JJ has a woman of color uh, as second director, yeah. and I know there are some minorities getting to direct episodes of The Mandalorian. But can we go find? Women yeah, and literally. people of color who who have something to offer because yeah. you know they're out there. Yeah, 100%. I mean there are there there are a plethora of candidates that at this point in 2019 or the year of our Lord, go find them. <laughs> I know, like enough handing these fucking keys to the Ferrari to these young white punks yeah. who clearly Don't are not up to the doing. task. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think that, and I said this kind of last night, but. I loved The Force Awakens, right? Yeah, Left the of theater, said it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen, but it didn't spark my passion for Star Wars that I have now. Like, right. I, it was enough for me to be invested in the characters and want to see the next one, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to talk about this thing every single time I have a conversation for the rest of my life. Right. That was The Last Jedi that did that for mm. me. And I've said, I think the reason for that is because 
the story is told from Ray's perspective. And The Force Awakens does a lot of bouncing around in terms of whose perspective. Right. And I think a lot of it, to be honest, is from Finn's in The Force Awakens. Oh, which sure. Is fine. Oh, he drives the whole start yeah. the beginning of the movie, yeah. definitely. Which is fine. But, like, The Last Jedi, from the get-go get to the end, it's all from Rey's perspective. You're experiencing everything in real time with her. You discover everything in real time with her. You're feeling the things she's feeling. It's all supposed to be from her perspective, you know? Right. And that, to me, I think, opened it up in a way that Star Wars just hadn't been accessible to me right. in that way before. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was because it was from the female perspective. And I'm not saying that, like oh, they're following the girl, so now mm. I'm excited about this. It was because I interpreted the story the way that Ray interpreted right. the journey for yeah. her. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, these things are finally connecting now. Like, sure. I don't feel like I'm like on the outside looking in. I feel like the story on screen and my interpretation are finally matched and not right. like whatever. And so, uh, you know, I always reference this like all the time and it's annoying but um i always talk about ryan johnson telling john williams that he had to change the music for the hut scene because when you know ray and kylo touch hands and luke is like stop it's like john williams wrote the music to be scared and like mm -hmm. worried concerned i guess for ray's safety it was supposed to be like dark and sinister and mm -hmm. like whatever and ryan had to be like we're not, it's not Luke's it's not story Luke's anymore. Story. Yeah. It's not supposed to be from well, I mean, his perspective. John Williams had been writing music for Luke for like True. 35 years, so it's True. understandable. But I, I like that he was like, no, that is no, no. Great, he was like, this is from Ray's perspective, a blossoming romance, and the music needs to reflect that. So, and, and it's like, obviously Ryan Johnson is not a woman or a female filmmaker, but right. like, Honorary, but because hey, he did a great job of telling I mean, the women's perspective in that film, not just with Ray, but with Rose and Holdo and right. everybody. I mean, can we get? You know who I'd love to see get a shot at Star Wars is Ryan Coogler, who did Black Panther. Um, like, I would love yeah. to see him, like what he would do in that sandbox. Yeah, because Black Panther is amazing. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at the bona fides as far as like, hmm. Uh, hoisted upon us one of the uh, all-time most exciting event films ever. Yeah. You know, the whole world paid attention, even if maybe they didn't go see it, but, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of people did go see it. But people who were, oh, well, why are you doing this just because yeah. it's a black superhero? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's been all white superheroes up yeah. until now, homeboys. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to see him get a chance. Like, yeah. Just, like, that's what I mean. Like, there are people out there. Like, give them a shot. I know. And it's it's so telling. I, a lot of my friends are like film majors or right. you know whatever because we're obviously all passionate about the same thing and right. you know I'm I'm bound to have a lot of film major friends. Right, right. But like, I, whenever I look at them and like they're all girls, mm. I I always think like oh god these people have like the best ideas and right. like. At this moment, right now, in 2019, never in a million years could I imagine them even daring to touch them. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no. But I'm like, maybe if we just keep pushing it and pushing Lucasfilm yeah. to make different choices, then in the future we'll have more diversity. And, like, one of the things that I think is so great and, like, that other franchises, to be honest, lack that Star Wars has is that there's 
just so much room. Like it's such a vast. Oh, it's so monster. It's such a vast. The galaxy is, is amount of infinite. Time and, like exactly. there's infinite space for it to, and there's for you to so explore. many stories to be told in yeah. that universe and. To appeal to a broad variety of people, so that it could vary from so like many stuff like the Mandalorian perspectives. to just different perspectives. Yeah, exactly. To I would, I mean, something that I've said I think would be really cool mm-hmm. is a Star Wars like Ocean's Eight, like all women pulling off a heist, something like great. that, that'd but like fun and anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless, this is not pitch meeting time. But like, <laughs> Kathy, if you're listening, call th- us. I know. There's so many different ideas. And like, I would love yeah. to see even something more subtle for the Star Wars universe, which I'm sure would get a lot of backlash. But I would love to see right. something maybe not about the war. Like, yeah. literally just people just living their driven. lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Anyway. I, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, we should wrap it up. But yeah. Totally agree with that. We'll, uh, we'll do a pitch meeting podcast yeah, in the be future. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be a good time. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Thanks a lot everyone. Talk to you next week. May the force be with you. you.